This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information, go to www.galari.com. You may have heard of the documentary Frackman. Now, Frackman is coming to Broome and to Derby and Fitzroy Crossing this weekend. Uh, it's a film about an ordinary Queensland bloke, Dane Pransky. Uh, he self-proclaimed the worst environmental activist this world has ever seen. Dane's life changed dramatically when the coal seam gas industry moved into the area where he lived. He decided to fight it, and through this journey, he became the frack man. We have Dane here on the phone tonight. Welcome, Dane. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And that is a great track by Chet Faker. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, uh, what was it that made you and director Richard Todd say, yes, we, we want to make this film and you know basically get all over your life for a couple of years? Uh, a couple of years. It was four and a half years oh, so geez. far. It's a and, and massive the, effort. And, yeah, the tour keeps on. But I actually started making the film myself and not being a filmmaker, uh, I quickly realised that I was a dreamer and I was never going to be able to pull this off. So... Uh, in comes uh, Richard Todd from Aquarius Productions in Western Australia and we uh, we worked for four and a half years tirelessly and we ended up getting a, a feature length documentary up uh, with the help of uh, Trish Lake from Freshwater Films and Smith and & Nash and it's been, you know, it's been quite big. I, I never expected it to be, well I didn't actually know how it was going to go but I, I am shocked by the popularity of the film and how far-reaching and it's actually gone and really happy to bring it up to the, the top end of WA. Look, I've got to say, um, we got given access to an advanced copy to have a look at before this interview, and it really is a really enjoyable film. I mean, you guys did an amazing job of bringing together, you know, a great story and a great issue and, yeah, it was really enjoyable film. It was uh, far more entertaining than your average environmental documentary. And, I mean, it was funny, it was inspiring, it was moving, but it didn't feel, feel forced. I mean, I was wondering, Dane, did you have much of an influence over yourself over the tone of the film, or was it, was it mainly uh, kind of Richard Todd's tone coming through there? Well, I was, I was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. You know, we had Jonathan Stack from New York, who also... Um, was one of the editors, was sort of editors and sort of, uh, you know, producers as well. So, you know, between Richard and Jonathan and the other two editors, I think, and the, and the whole crew, they managed to put together, you know, that the whole thing. And for me, I wish I had more control over it. The minute I handed it on to Richard, I lost a little bit of control. But once mm-hmm. the other producers and, and guys came on board, that was it. You know, I was a passenger on my, initially my own project. But uh, there's a good reason for that. It's because I'm not a filmmaker and I had no idea how to actually make a film so basically I just had to put up with these guys following me around and using what they wanted to use <laughs> but there is one yeah a lot of footage I actually shot myself while they weren't there uh you know the, the scene where oh, I don't want to give too much away but I you know I go through some pretty emotional times and I I just had the uh the foresight to actually turn the camera on myself at 3am in the morning and, and put my thoughts out and what was happening on film and that ended up you know being used a lot as well so mm-hmm. uh, you know it was, it was it was hard to put such a big journey together and actually make it coherent because so much happened you know we have 500 hours of footage okay, and we had to wow. 93 minutes we could have actually done a four-part two-hour series but i'm not you know there was so much good stuff in there but you know i think the the end product is something that i'm proud of um it's very revealing for me as you guys would have seen it's um you know people know you know they know my story and me inside and out by the time they they leave the cinema and um yeah it's it's quite uh, it's hard to you know i've only actually watched it twice 
I can't actually sit through it. Mm. You know, what, going through all that emotional trauma and stuff again, it's really, you know, quite uh, moving still. And when I've got to get up and end the, the screenings and talk, it's just not, it's just not good for me. <laughs> One of the things that did surprise me about the film is that it is, it is so personal and, and quite raw at times but um, that's why I think from my point of view it really works as a film um, because you do take us along with your story and it's it's a very human um, a human look at things did you at any stage did you ever regret wanting to uh, get involved in this in the production of the film uh, look I the, the issue is such a, a polarizing issue across this country and it's such an important issue so I, I think the issue far outweighs my personal well-being at times I think um, and there are definitely times when I'm walking through the airport and I get pulled up or I'm in the supermarket now, supermarket now and someone says hey you're that guy in that film and you know, there, there are moments where I think wow I, I, I'm regretting this at some point but you know I just think that you know this country's under threat right now and if, if that means me losing a little bit of my personal space and, and, and having to put my life out on screen I think it's worth it to be honest and you know I'm here to I, I love this country and, and it's time to fight for it and if that means like I said losing a bit of my personal life well I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for that yeah well uh, coal seam gas fracking is certainly an issue that has crosses crosses the ideological divide it's brought together people from all over the place um, together on coal seam gas fracking including broadcaster Alan Jones were you ever surprised by the support you've received and um, perhaps what was the most unusual place that you found support for your fight against coal seam gas fracking? Oh, look, I think uh, when Alan Jones and and, uh, and Bob Brown come together on an issue, there's a problem, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's obviously big enough yeah. for those guys to get together. And, and look, I did never expected Alan Jones to come on board and become so passionate about it. But what I learned about Alan Jones is, you know, he may... People may think he makes a few furfies in the media, but his heart's in the right place, and he has helped bring this to the forefront of the Australian public. So, you know, Alan Jones... I was with Josh Fox, actually, helping him with uh, Gasland 2 in New York, and he said, hey, we've got to go down and play a banjo for Sean Lennon, and I walk into this recording studio in, in New York, and there's Yoko Ono. So I sat there and had dinner with Yoko Ono and Sean Lennon and Josh Fox, and... I just sort of sat back and thought, wow, how's the little boy from Chinchilla ended up in, uh, in a recording studio with these type of people? So, yeah, definitely right. a journey. Incredible stuff. Um, and, it, you know, it sounds like, you know, the movie's going great guns with 8.4 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. That's I noticed, quite an achievement. Yeah. I noticed that one of the reviewers uh, said that after they watched the film Frackman, they went home to switch to another power company that's not involved in coal seam gas. Um, I mean, what impact... Do you hope that the film will have on people? Well, I'm actually, that's what I do at the end of the film. I, do, I give a bit of a talk and, and try to explain to people what's next and how we move on from here. So divestment is where I'm at at the moment. So I've, so I've, I've launched a divestment campaign and I've, um, I'm trying to move $100 million away from the, from the banks and superannuation companies. Because what I found in the end that it's our money that, mm. from our superannuations and our banking habits that are actually funding these projects. Yeah. So I, I, I've gone out on that campaign and, and I've, I've moved $10 million so far and I've teamed up with, um, well, found companies like Future Super and in New South Wales and in Victoria there's PowerShop. So we're trying to take uh, energy customers away from AGL and Origin Energy and it's actually having a huge effect. So far, 
10,000 people have moved to a renewable energy company who only supply renewable energy. So the big guys are getting the... They're sort of getting the message and they're trying to sort of counter it and they don't actually know what to do. And there is a very simple solution. They need to start acting in a more ethical way mm. and move us to, to the way that we all want to go and that's renewable energy and more sustainable future. So what we're having is actually not only an effect on the ground, we're having an effect on the markets. And for me, that's, um, you know, that's big. I've set up a website, um, fuckmandivest.com, and you can actually go there yourself, put in your superannuation company, and see how your money is exposed to the gas industry. Also, your bank, you know, you can, you can put in who you're banking with, and, and it gives you suggestions on who else you can go to. Like Future Super is the best future, uh, superannuation company at the moment. They refuse to invest in these dirty fossil fuel companies. So, you know, it's been a huge campaign, and it's working, and it's really, really upsetting the companies, which is fantastic to me. Well, it certainly sounds like you're getting in there and uh, targeting these industries uh, where it hurts, which is uh, in the... Uh in the wallet. In the wallet, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, Dane Pransky, you're up in the Kimberley this week. I've got the screenings here. It's um, Broom on Friday 25th of May. That's this Friday. Derby on Saturday 30th of May. Fitzroy Crossing on Sunday. And then Broom again on Monday the 1st. Are you coming to screenings? Can people talk to you? That sort of thing. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you can come and abuse me if you're you, inclined. It has happened. To get, uh, some people have actually come and targeted me at screenings, but that's you know that's all part of the gig. But uh, yes, I'll come to every screening. Happy to take questions, uh, you know, and really try and enforce what we're trying to do in Western Australia, which is actually um, you know lock out the unconventional gas industry because Western Australia has the worst regulations in the country and has the biggest threat right now. Potentially, you guys will have 150,000 shale gas wells up here. So, there's, you know, Western Australia really needs to come up to speed on, on the issue and start standing up before it's too late. All right, Dane. Thank you so much for telling us about your fight against the unconventional gas industry. And I guess the Kimberley looks forward to having you up here over Friday, Saturday and Sunday to talk about the film during the film screenings of Frackman. Great, thanks for having me. I look forward to uh, to coming along and check out my uh, website, uh, Frackman Divest, and, and, and come along to the screenings. And I uh, hopefully uh, we'll get uh, Western Australia on the front foot on the fight against the unconventional gas industry.